This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good evening, Detroit. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast. God bless you. It's good to have you tonight here on the broadcast. We welcome you to the show. We welcome you to listen in. I know that you all must be excited because the Detroit Tigers just pulled off a victory. Praise God for that. The city must have been praying. And now that that's behind us, you can focus on the Word of God. I was hoping the game would be over so you could tune in and hear what God has to say to you tonight. And uh, so, we have a wonderful show prepared for you, and the Spirit of God is strong. Listen, tonight if you uh, need a touch from God, if you're looking to receive healing in your body, or maybe you need deliverance, or you're looking for someone to stand with you and agree in prayer, don't touch that dial. I want you to call in tonight, 313-838-1035. I'm live here tonight, 313-838-1035. Call tonight. If you need prayer, if you're sitting at home, you're depressed, you need somebody to agree with you, hook up to somebody that has faith, that has power, that still believes in the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus. You say, well, I can have that power over the telephone and over radio. Absolutely. There's no distance in the spirit, and religion would like you to believe otherwise. So call tonight. Jesus said that where two or more are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst. Whatever things you desire on earth, as agreeing on anything that you ask, it shall be done. Two believers come together in faith and join that faith together in prayer and petition heaven and a connection is made. Miracle is released. God intervenes on the behalf of his people. He's a God that still works. He's, the Bible says in Psalm 115 that he's mindful of you. He never takes his thoughts off of you. He's calculated your every move, and he's decided to love you despite the mistake you might have made tonight. You feel guilty, ashamed, dread in your life. Call tonight, 313-838-1035. I want to take your call, and I want to pray for you, and I want to believe God for you, friend. I want to minister the love of God to you tonight on the airwaves because he loves you. I also want to let you know I appreciate your letters. I've been getting letters in the mail. Thank you. I read them, and I like to respond. But I also want to let you know that some people say, when can I meet you? Where do you preach? I will be ministering this weekend, actually coming up at Greater Than Dreams Church, Pastor Larry Mack in Wayne, Michigan. And uh, that will be Friday night, 7 p.m. at the Break the Chains Conference. Come and hear the Word of God. That's Greater Dreams Church in Wayne, Michigan. And then, after that... uh, beginning the week after next will be my services coming up. I have a question for you. Are you going to be there? Because I'm going to be there, and the Lord's going to be there, so you should be there too. It's 7 p.m. at the, excuse me, 7.30 p.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan, right across the street from the Imagine Theater. Um, And it's a free event, The Believer's Journey. That's October 25th, uh, November 1st, November 8th, and November 15th. Four nights in a row for you to meet with God to receive your miracle, to receive a touch from God. Again, that is October 25th, November 1st, November 8th, and November 15th at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan, right across the street from the Imagine Theater. And I'll be there preaching, I'll be there teaching, and I'll be there laying hands on the sick. So you know what? 
If you have somebody that needs the touch of healing, somebody that's depressed, they can't overcome that depression, bring them out to the service. God wants to touch them. And I'll be there praying. And I'll pray for everybody until, you know, everybody goes home. It's free to just come out. Also, have you gotten my book yet? It's been out for a couple weeks. It's available on Amazon.com. It's called The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation. It's 362 pages. Now, you can use this in Bible study. You can use this in a small group. Or you can use it for your family Bible studies. I'm telling you, it's packed. It has a lot in there. And it's easy to read. And it's going to go over a lot of stuff that I teach on my radio broadcast. Also, while you're listening, while I have you on, in two weeks I'll be on the Bob Duco Show with Bob. Uh, that's uh, the 21st of October. And... Before we get to our teaching tonight, I'll let you know, so you can tune in, that in two weeks, beginning the 21st, I'll be on MUZ every night, Monday through Friday, at 11 o'clock p.m., for two weeks only. And so I want you to tune in 11 o'clock to 11.30, Monday through Friday, beginning October 21st, teaching you the Word of God. So don't miss, tune in, I want my Transforming Truth audience to be there, and to uh, be able to... Uh, support. Okay, we'll go to the phone lines tonight to begin with. We have our first caller. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Who am I speaking with? Okay, um, I need prayer for my mom. About a month ago, you prayed for my mom and for me, and you said you saw salvation all around me. Well, um, weird things have happened, and my Uh mother ended up falling in a nursing home, and um, she has three brain bleeds and a broken pelvis and several other things. And they've taken her off of everything just to die. Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing that. I suddenly realized that with your prophecy that you saw salvation, they're going to send her back to the nursing home on Monday. What's your name, um, And so... I need prayer because, you know, doubt is trying to come in and say there's no way that she can pull through this, but I know God can do it. And I've been called delusional and everything else by my family because I'm the only Christian. And I yeah, just, Well, let me I, stop you right there. What, okay. First of all, what, what was your name, ma'am? Because, uh, what, my mother's name is Dorothy. Okay. You know, and, and go ahead. And my name is Nancy. Nancy, salvation is God's saving power that he's promised you the word of god says that uh nancy you are been elected to salvation and that salvation is working on your behalf and this is the very reason why i declared it over you is because the lord knew you were going to go through these things the bible says don't be another word to say this confused concerning the fiery trials which have come up against you you have that salvation in your life. You're believing. If it wasn't for you in your family, if it wasn't for you standing in your family, you don't know where your family would be right now. You are the, in their eyes, delusional, but in God's eyes, you are the strong tower. Okay. You're the watchman on the wall for your family. You're the one standing in the gap for prayer. Yes, sir. One thing that the enemy uses in our life in these areas is impatience, uh, which breeds frustration because we don't necessarily a lot of times see the results as quick as we want to see them or the way that we plan to see them. 
But you can rest assured that a few things. Number one, you have the power of the work of Christ that's already been accomplished on your behalf. That means that he resurrected and rose from the dead. The Bible says that that according in Romans chapter 8 verse 11 that 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 resurrection power is working on your behalf number according to Hebrews chapter 1 you have the help of ministering spirits and angels that are at your disposal um and not only that you are a reborn spirit that can now be led of the spirit of God and so these are things that uh you have that God has equipped you with through that salvation it's very possible that that salvation that I spoke over your life, which is in your life, okay. is working through you, it's working in you, and it's causing you to uphold your family during this time. Now, you mentioned to me that you're the only Christian in your family. Yes. So. My immediate family, yes. Well, then hold on. I want to encourage you tonight, because you're a dear sister in the Lord, is to hold on to that. Because okay. it's not over with, number one. It might right. be frustrating and difficult. But that's a word of promise that you have for those family members that don't, that don't know Jesus, that they be reconciled to God, that they come right. to know him, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that in the midst of this, that Jesus Christ would be glorified. And I want to encourage you to, uh, Nancy, because I know it's difficult that your mother is ill. I know it's difficult that she is... She's not saved. <laughs> my main concern. There was a... Uh, I'll make a long story short. I remember I was 23 years old to do when did a hospital visit for a woman who was a staunch atheist, and her niece had prayed for her for years, and years and years. And I went to see her the first time, and she told me to get out of the hospital. Don't bring to me. And I brought her a Bible. She didn't want any of it. Okay. I came back the next time. The Lord told me to go back to see her one more time, and when I went back to see her, she told me to get out of the room. <laughs> And then I started walking out, and she said, no, 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 come back. I need to tell you something. And she started to tell me how she had a visitation from the Lord, and she didn't know what it meant. And she ended up getting born again on her deathbed. And so I want to encourage you with that story that, um, you know, if you've been praying for your mom, I just shared this on the radio okay. a couple of weeks ago. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that uh, if the gospel be hid... It's hid to them that don't believe because the God of this world blinds the minds of them that believe not. So I want to pray with you tonight, Nancy, and I want to declare that any spirit of unbelief that is keeping your mom from seeing and accepting the truth that its power in her life will be broken and that she'll see the truth of Jesus Christ before she goes home. Uh, to eternity, whether that be tomorrow or whether that be 20 years from now, okay? Okay. That's the most important thing. And we're going to pray, and we're going to take care of this tonight on the phone, okay? Okay, because I'm, I'm almost out of minutes, so I'm going to have to listen okay, I'm gonna, to you on the Okay, radio. you hang up. You hang up. I pray for you, okay? Thank you. All right. God bless you. And if you're there tonight in my audience, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost, and I want you to agree because she's called tonight. She has a word from God, and she's standing on that word. And let's believe God that he honors it tonight as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Nancy. I thank you for the promise of salvation. According to Acts 16.31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and your house. In the name of Jesus, we touch heaven tonight, Father. We touch heaven on behalf of Dorothy. 
I come against every spirit of unbelief that has been put upon her to keep her from believing and seeing the truth of the gospel. I break its power now in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that she would come to the knowledge of the truth. I pray, Father, that the eyes of her heart, that the eyes of her spirit would be enlightened, Father, that she would come to know Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you would visit her. I pray, Father, you would speak to her in a way that's clear. And I pray her heart would be softened to receive you in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, Father, grant salvation to Nancy's house. We stand on your word, and we declare you will honor that. I pray, Father, you give her patience. I pray, Father, you give her strength during this time. Encourage her and lift up her heart, God, when she wakes up in the morning. I pray she be encouraged, Father. Renew her strength tonight according to Isaiah 40, 31. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have our next caller tonight. Who am I speaking with? Hello, are you there? Did we Bob. lose you? Hello, who's this? Bob. Bob, how are you tonight? Uh, not so good, man. I woke up. I'm an alcoholic for one thing. Mm-hmm. And I've been down with a cold for a minute. And I woke up this morning. I've been taking NyQuil and stuff like that. And I wake up this morning and I find crack on my desk. Do you know how it got so there? I don't know if I was blacked out or what I did when I was passed out or drunk or whatever. Right. And I, this is not what my life's about. I, I love the Lord. Mm-hmm. I know I can get healed without any kind of medicinal whatever I'm doing. And I, I just, it killed me. I went, what is this? And what did I do? Mm-hmm. I took a puff of that crack. That's what I do, I guess. Bob, do you have a, do you have a home church you belong to? Do I have what? Do you have no, a... I do not. Okay. That's my whole Friggin' problem, I guess. I'm down here in Hamtramck. Right. On the borderline of it. I'm actually in Detroit, but no, I don't. And I know I need I need some spiritual guidance, and this is just wrecking me, and I don't have this. I believe. I'm about to lose my damn job. Mm-hmm. You know, not my damn, my bus job. Mm-hmm. I, I'm about to lose everything. No, we're not going to allow that to happen. We're going to believe God, and we're going to, I want... How do you wake up and not remember what you did? Well, I certainly want to tell you this. A couple things, Bob. I believe you're serious. I believe you're sincere. I'm sick. What's wrong with me? Well, God wants to heal you, and he wants to touch you. I need his healing, man. And I pray every day. I swear to God, I pray every morning for for, for him to bless me. I pray every night that he forgives me. And, uh, something's not working. Bob, I want you. Do you have a car? Do you have transportation? I do. It's not legal, but I do. Yes, I do. If you can get to my services, I want to pray with you. Okay? I'm preaching this Friday night in Wayne, Michigan. That's not too far from Hamtramck. And I want you to come because I have a pastor there I want to introduce you to to pray with I you. I work all over Detroit. I'm a painter, so. Okay. Well, you know. You tell me where to go. I probably can get there. Okay. I need something, please. It's called Greater Dreams Church. Can you write this down? Um, I don't have a phone. Yeah, you'll have it real quick though. It's called Greater Dreams Church, and it's in Greater Grace. Greater Dreams. Greater Dreams. Mm-hmm. It's on Michigan okay. Avenue. Hang on one second. All right. Let me. 
okay? I'm going to give you the address, and I want you to come, and I want to pray for you there too, and I want to introduce you to a pastor that can help you, and I'm going to pray yeah, for you. I love that. And I want to pray for you tonight, but Bob, I want you to understand that after I pray for you, part of your deliverance is accountability and receiving accountability to overcome this addiction or whatever it may be in your life. Here's the address. It's 3511118118 West Michigan Avenue. West Michigan. In Wayne, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Wayne, Michigan. I'm going to pray for you tonight, Bob, and I'm going to agree. I'm going to break the power of this addiction over your life. And I want to see you this Friday. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, me and Bob agree right now. I come against this addiction and every tormenting spirit that is operating in his life. Father, in Jesus' name, I break the power of this stronghold. I break the power of this addiction. Bob, I want you to say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I need your deliverance. I need your deliverance. I need you to touch me. Touch me. I'm I'm on the brink of losing it all. I'm on the brink of losing it all. I, because I don't have you. Because I don't have you. And I need you in my life. I need you in my life. Come into my heart. Come, please, to Lord, into my Save me, Jesus. Pardon me? Say, save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. From this addiction. From this addiction. I know you can turn it all around for me. I know you can turn it all around for me. You can deliver me from drugs. You can deliver me from drugs. I believe in the power of your resurrection. I believe in the power of your resurrection. Touch me where I am. Touch me where I am. And help me. Help me. Devil. Devil. I renounce drugs. I renounce drugs. And alcohol. Alcohol. And every demon in my life. Every demon in my life. I command. I command. Right now. Right now. Every power. Every power. To be broken. To be broken. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray for Bob. I pray the peace of God over his life. I speak to every foul devil that is working in his life to destroy him. I break your power. And Father, I pray that you send help, that you send brothers to help this, uh, to help Bob out, that you send people, Father, around him to help guide him in the name of Jesus. I pray that your cleansing forgiveness would fill his heart and that he would sense the love of God over him to empower him to overcome this. I thank you. Your grace is upon him. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Bob, I want to see you on Friday, okay? okay? I feel it. All right. What what was the name of the church? So one more time, I got it's greater. It's greater dreams church. Greater dreams. Yep, I'll see you Friday, Bob. Come up to me. I sure will. Come up to me and tell me who you are after service, okay, my friend? I surely will. God bless you, Bob. Jesus loves you, and I love you too. I know that. Thank you. Okay. We're on to our third caller tonight. Who am I speaking with? Are you there? Hello, Demila. Can you hear me? No, she may not be there. We're going to get into our teaching tonight before we go to break. I know that uh, we, uh, you know, I firmly believe in being led by the Spirit of God. And uh, so we like to minister to our callers. I know if you're, you're standing by for a teaching, we have one for you. But also if you need a call in tonight for prayer, we'll take your call. 313-838-1035. 
It says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 in verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Tonight I want to talk and identify one of the most crucial enemies of our faith, and of course that's fear. And more than just fear, I want to talk to you tonight about what fear is exactly and precisely. Some people say fear is an emotion. Some people say that it's a state of mind. Is fear temperamental? So what is fear, and what are the effects of fear, and what happens when people are overcome by fear? Do you know somebody in your life that's fearful? Maybe you're somebody that's fearful. Maybe you live under the constant guise of fearfulness. Okay? For beginners, we're living in a society that is obsessed with fear. And when I say obsessed, I don't mean just... Uh, it's constantly on their mind. They're governed by fear. If you're listening tonight, I want you to declare that God did not call you to be governed and ruled by fear. We see today in America thrill seekers inventing all sorts of things to bring this emotion of fear to their life. We see horror movies. We have Halloween coming up. Ghosts, zombies are popular. Shows like The Walking Dead. Anything that has death in it today is being glorified. You see fear in people's tattoos. You see fear on t-shirts today. Fear has become a massive moneymaker. And it's all done in the name of fun. But I want to ask you tonight, is that all fear is, is emotion that can be fun? Or is it something that can be experienced one moment and then brushed off the next? Can you just experience fear, say, as a scary movie, and then, eh, you know, it's just a scary movie. Or is fear beyond this? Is it go deeper than that? Coincidentally, now that fear has become a big moneymaker, Hollywood's targeted in on this, and musicians target in on this. Reality TV targets this. Our society is more anxious, timid, and more mental than it ever has been before. Have you noticed, or is it just me, that more people think that they're going out of their minds today? When was the last time you talked to somebody and they said, you know what? I feel like I'm going out of my mind. More of our youth are bipolar today than ever before. You know, if you go back to the 60s or the 50s, I wasn't living back then. I was a 90s child. But even in the 90s, nobody ever talked about being bipolar. Maybe a couple people here or there. But today, bipolarism is rampant. Not just bipolarism. Schizophrenia. You would see this kind of things in people that were uh, substance abusers or homeless or people that are, you know, one in a, th a million maybe. But nowadays it's quite common. And this has become a norm. One of the many things that's happening is that fear is laying siege on the global populace. And it's been doing it for years. I remember when movies came out that glorified fear. It wasn't just, you know, the fun, you know, not fun, but, you know, the little sci-fi movies of the 60s or 70s, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T. Okay, these, this is different from movies like Jason, slasher films. Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out on the scenes, and people were just mortified by it. Then you had The Exorcist that came out, one of the first open movies about Satanism and satanic things, people passing out in the theaters. Now you're starting to see the effects of it. And 
what you're seeing is now in society, you're seeing a harvest of a seed that was planted a long time ago. So what is fear? Well, of course, the dictionary wants to provide its definition and says that fear is a distressing emotion. So the dictionary doesn't necessarily get beyond the fact that, well, when, when you have fear in your life, it's just your emotions at work. But the Bible gives a deeper explanation, and it says that God has not given you the spirit of fear. In the Greek, this is the genitive case, which means that the word spirit is possessing the fear, which means that it's a certain kind of spirit. The way the Greek is written simply means that fear is a variety or it is a kind, a type of spirit. Just like you have different types of cars. You have sports cars. You have SUV vehicles. You have, uh, you know, big cars, small cars. You have different types of spirits. Spirits of lust. You have spirits of vengeance and anger. Spirits of depression. Then there's also the spirit of fear. And the word fear literally means dread. Dread is constant apprehension about something that is going to occur in the future that has not yet occurred. And it is married to fear, and they two of them run together always. People who are dreadful cannot look toward the future with any type of confidence. And any time the future is flashed before their eyes... It brings that feeling of dread. And so people that are living in a constant state of dread don't like to think about the future because they know with the future comes their worst apprehensions coming to pass. So when the future looks bleak and starts to get blotted out, then hope begins to diminish in their lives. When you don't uh, have the ability to see the future with any type of hopeful expectation that comes from the Spirit of God, then your hope begins to defer and it starts to make your heart sick, like the Scripture says in Proverbs. And this is why we see so many people today that are looking older than they're supposed to look. They look like they, you see someone, and you know, maybe last year at Christmas time, you say, oh, how are you? Then you see him this Christmas, and you say, man, only one year has gone by, and uh, you know, you look a lot older. Well, that's because maybe it's possible they've been overcome by fear. So they start to get sick in their bodies. And that's because they don't have to see the future. Now... The Bible also says something about fear, and it says that fear is a spirit. The word spirit is the word pneumatos, which really means it's breath, wind, or inner life. It just simply means that there's life to it. And anytime you see this word in Scripture, which is really best translated spirit or breath, it refers to a living entity, something that is alive, that has life in it of itself. So the very fact... That fear is put next to this word means that fear has a breath in it. Fear has its own life. It has its own sustaining force to it. It has its own self-sustainment. It is a living breath of its own and it is alive and it doesn't need anything to help it live except for itself. And being a living entity, listen tonight, if you're listening, listen to me. 
If it's alive, it has a motive, it has an objective, it has a plan, and it has a mind of its own, and that is to become one with you. Just like when you jump into a lake and there's leeches that are hungry, their nature is to come looking for something that has blood in it. Well, guess what? If you're alive and you have a mind of your own, fear is looking to have a place in your life. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, 27, give it no place. And it tell you why that is. People say, oh, it's just funny. It's not. Fear is a spirit, and it is looking for you. Now, you don't have to be a afraid believer, and that's not the point of this broadcast. It's to make you aware that when you bring that movie into your house, when you go to the show to spend money, and I'm doing it, I'm talking about this because I want to make you aware before all the flicks start coming out for Halloween, that you be very careful. Now, we have callers on our light board. If you're calling in tonight, stay on the line. I want to teach you a little bit, and I'm going to get to your calls. So stay on the line. Um, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, that fear has torment. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, the word used for fear is a different word for the word in 1 John 4, 18. In 4, 1 John 4, 18, it's a more intense type of fear, and a different word is used. And this, I want to say, is the Greek word phobos. This is where we get the word phobia from. And so when... John is mentioning fear. He is saying that fear is a source of all the different types of phobias that we have today. I have agoraphobia. I have arachnophobia. I have, you know, all, you know, just Google search the different types of phobias. There's thousands upon thousands of them. And all phobias are, are vexations that inflict themselves upon a person and cause a troubled way of thinking. And a phobia or fear is a tormenting thing because what fear does is it brings punishment to you. This is literally what this word means in scripture when it says fear has torment. It means if fear, being a spirit, has a foothold in your life, if you give it place, if you give it one chance to come alongside of you, it's going to begin to uh punish you, inflict you, and make you pay for joining up with it, and the way it comes to you is so subtle sometimes that you don't even know that it's a spirit tormenting you. And I look at people today when they come to my services, and I see that look on their face, and I say, that's that spirit of fear again. That's that spirit of torment. I can see it all over their face, and it produces anger inside of them. It produces a rage in them that goes beyond any type of anger. And what they don't realize is they're picking the spirit up when they go see scary movies. They're picking it up in the music that they listen to. They're picking it up in the shows they allow into their house. Remember this, there is a spiritual environment. There is an air that you have about your home. When you allow these movies to come in, you change the atmosphere of your home and make it conducive to the spirit of fear. And if you allow your home to be, uh, you know, infested with this spirit, people will walk into your home and they'll feel that dread. They'll walk into your bedroom and they'll feel it. You say, what is, I've gone into homes before and I think to myself, what have you been doing in this home? They say, well, we've been, uh, 
watching these types of movies. You've got to clear those movies out. I was preaching one time. woman said she's been having dreams and nightmares inside of her home every single night, a nightmare. Every single night, every single night we had nightmares. I said, what have you been watching? Oh, we've been watching, you know, this, what movie was it? Um, uh, not the, I think it was a movie like The Exorcist. And I said, get those movies out of your house and repent. And she got them out of her house and repent. She came back the next day and said she had her first night of peaceful sleep. Let's go to the phone lines. I'm sorry to make you wait so long. Who is this? This is you're on the Transforming Truth broadcast. Who am I talking with? Hello, are you there? You, Teresa? Oh, we lost her. <laughs> we just lost her. We have Liz on line four. How are you tonight, Liz? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. And um, I was enjoying your program very, very much. Oh, I appreciate God. you. Oh. Uh, I don't understand how come a lot of ministers are not on teaching and preaching what you're preaching at this time of the um, year because growing up, that's all we did. Mm -hmm. We had to look at every flick that came out, <laughs> especially during Halloween season. And it looked like to me it became almost a way of life for us mm -hmm. almost on all holidays. We yep. had to see Godzilla. <laughs> we had to see the mummy, Frankenstein, even growing up as children. I mean, we had to see. You had to see them all. Sir. I didn't hear you. I said you had to see them all. You had to sit and watch them all, huh? Yes. It, it just came out just, uh, I mean, uh, but anyway, I'm going to stop because I don't know who else needs prayer. But I want prayer for sickness and uh, cancer, gangrene, or anything. In, um, in your else. body? You have it in your body now? Uh, well, I claim my healing, but I still wanted some more prayer. Okay. I, prayer is always in order. That's what I was taught. So. Okay. Uh -huh, so. And your, na your name is Liz? Yes. Okay, Liz, let me... I uh, wanna... Now, I want prayer for guidance to the right hospital. Okay. And that I don't want no sabotage or nothing dead inside right. of my body. Okay, well, all. let me let me pray for you, okay? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your power. I thank you for healing this sister. Father, I pray she receive her healing right now in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, the glory of God touch her body. I pray, Father, you prove yourself strong. Take this body, make new flesh... Take this body, make new muscle, wrap it around with new skin, I pray in the name of Jesus. Do it now, Father, in Jesus' name. And I give you praise for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Liz, God bless you. All right, God bless you. Okay. Bob, I want to give you the info real quick on the church, okay? Okay, please. Okay, real quick. It's 35118. I got three five one one eight. West Michigan Avenue. West Michigan Avenue, I got that. Wayne, Michigan. Wayne, Michigan. Okay. Yep. Okay, we'll see you on Friday. No, but what I need to know is uh, what's the name of the church? Greater Dreams. Greater Green? D-R-E-A-M-S, Dreams. Like, when you go to sleep, you dream. G-R-E-A-M-M? D, as in dog, Dreams. I go to sleep and I dream. Okay? Oh, Dream. Greater yep. Dream. There you go. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. See you Friday. God bless you. Um, you know what? Let me finish this, then we'll go to break. So fear is a tormentor. People allow fear to come in. Fear happens to be something that keeps you on edge. When you have fear in your life, you never have peace. When you have fear in your life, you can never uh, have restfulness. You can never, you're constantly in a state of torment. And we're going to talk about that when we get back from the break. And I want to show you a little more about the spirit of fear, show you a little more how it operates. But before that, we have a caller on line two. Who am I speaking with? 
Good morning. Who is this? This is Teresa. Teresa, how are you? I'm doing well. I called to ask if you would pray for me, and I thank God that I'm in tune because my prayers, when you uh, touch and agree that God would dismiss my fears from starting again, I'm starting all over. I left my home. I left everything behind uh, to get my family out of an abusive relationship, out of that environment. So now I'm beginning again. Okay. And I'm 51 years old. All right. Well, I'm going to pray for you and I'll come against timidity, okay? All right. Father, in Jesus' name, you have not given Teresa a spirit of timidity. She has a sound mind, and I speak that over her life. I pray, Lord, that she receive that from heaven. I pray revelation knowledge flow into her heart. I pray, Lord, that at this time she feel the direct guidance of the Holy Spirit come upon her life. Grant to her boldness right now. In the name of Jesus. And I declare with every step that she takes, she take it with a step of confidence. And I praise you and I thank you for giving her direction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Teresa, God bless you. I hope to see you at my service, okay? God bless you. I won't be there. I don't have a car. You're kind of far. Okay, well, then continue to stay tuned in our broadcast. We uh, love having you as a listener. Okay, and... uh... If you're a little closer to me, I look forward to meeting you as well. But um, I go to Triumph Church on West Grand Boulevard. Wonderful. And uh, Chrysler. And that's, that's still the border of Hamtramck. I heard the young man saying he was in Hamtramck and needed a church home. He's more than welcome to come okay. there. And we have several oh. ministers. And Wonderful. If, if Bob is hearing this, that would be a great place for him, Okay. Yep, the Triumph Church with Campbell right. Boulevard and I-75. Thank you, Teresa. God bless you. God bless you. We have a call on line three. Who am I speaking with tonight? Hello? Hello? Monique, are you there? Yeah, this is Monique. Monique, I have 30 seconds before break. How can I help you? Uh, I need prayer for one of my spiritual daughters. Um, she has a sickness, and um, I've forgotten the name. That means she just breaks down sometimes. She will not be able to walk. Okay, agree with me on this real quick, okay? Yes. Father, I pray for Monique's spiritual daughter in the name of Jesus. I come against any spirit of sickness. I break the power of that sickness. I curse that disease in Jesus' name. And I command this disease to lift. I command this curse to lift off her body in Jesus' name. I command her to be well and to be whole. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Monique. Bless you, Pastor. I, I need some information, but we are going on break, so I don't know. Okay, uh, call back. My board operator will give it to you, okay? All right. Thank you. One more caller, line Hello? four. Who is, who is this? Tammy. Tammy, how are you tonight? Good. Um, I was wanting prayer for some strength. I'm feeling very weary and um, lonely and kind of depressed. Um you prayed for me about five weeks ago, and uh, I heard you again tonight, and I was hoping you can pray for me again tonight. Sure, Tammy. Let me pray for you. Is there, you're, you're, you're weak and you're lonely. Is there anything else specific I can pray for? Or just, you just, um, do you have, I, do you have I, a home church, Tammy? Do you belong to a church somewhere? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Are you, um, do, you, do you go to your church on a regular basis? Um. I was, and now I've been in college, and I slowed down, but I still go, but not as much. But, okay. Um, well, okay. Well, let me pray for you, okay? 
Hey, thank you. Father, I thank you for Tammy. Lord, I break the power of guilt off her life. Tammy, there's guilt that you have in your life. You deal with it constantly on a constant basis. I just sense this by the Spirit. There's a You have an idea in your mind that no matter what you do, it's not good enough for God. God wants you to know that you're his daughter. He wants you to know that he loves you. He wants you to know that he has peace that he's trying to get over it to you. And he just wants you to receive it now. He knows that you are studying. He knows that you're in school. And the Lord wants you to know that he cares about you. He wants you to know that there's a, there's a heaviness on your life that's not from him. It's a burden. It's keeping you from getting into the presence of God that didn't come from God, that came from the enemy. It's a severe oppression that you have over your life. It forces you to stay away from him. I see you driving your car a lot of times. You're saying to yourself, oh, I wish I could have this relationship with the Lord. And the Lord wants you to know that's not him. Those are the lies and the thoughts of the devil. The devil likes to bring you to your past. He likes to remind you of past failures. Those just the enemy. And the Lord wants you to, he's confirming to you tonight that you're his daughter, that you were a young girl when you got born again and you got saved. And the things that he promised you when you were young, he's going to bring those things to pass in your life. He wants you to know that tonight he's turning things around for you. Go into his presence. He's waiting for you. And he's going to start speaking to you. And you're going to start sensing the life of the spirit. You're going to take a deep deeper step into the spirit and God's going to lift that oppression over your life okay father I seal this now I break the power of every spirit that's over her life now every condemning spirit every lie that comes from the enemy I command it to cease in Jesus name father I pray you fill her with the Holy Ghost and fill her with your power and fill her I pray that her prayer life would be productive I pray in the name of Jesus her prayer life father be fruitful in the name of Jesus that her prayers would be answered we give you praise for it in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Tammy, God loves you. I love you. And if you are happen to come to our services, it'd be good to meet you, okay? Thank you so much. God bless you. We're going to go to break. When we come back, I'll finish talking about the spirit of fear. Stay tuned.
WMUZ Detroit. Buy an HD radio and experience amazing crystal clear digital sound and listen online at WMUZ.com. We're back here on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast. Hope you're still with us. Top of the hour, 1 o'clock. And we're talking tonight about the spirit of fear. Is it an emotion or is it much more than emotion? The Bible says that it's a spirit. And in order to overcome it, you have to be aware of it. There's a scripture in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 34. Jesus is teaching about the importance of forgiveness. And I want to cut to chapter 30, excuse me, verse number 34, where he says concerning the person that didn't forgive and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Jesus is talking here and referring to demons. And he calls demon spirits tormentors because that is what they do. It's believed that the wicked servant, because of his unforgiveness, was delivered over to spirits that had a perpetual notion to torment. Now listen, let me say this. When you open your life to fear, anything that projects it or glorifies it or uplifts it, listen to me. You are knowingly or unknowingly open your life to demon spirits. And when you allow those spirits to have place in your life, you will carry dread, phobia, torment, and a consistent, uh, a consistent uh, propensity to be punished or feel like something's punishing you. All for what? A thrill? Let me say this about fear. Fear, when people say, well, let's go see a scary movie. I haven't seen a scary movie since 2002. I'll tell you this story. There was a movie that came out in 2002. It was supposed to be the scariest movie uh, in a decade or something they were saying. Now, I really never liked scary movies just because. But I had a certain inclination to want to go see this movie. I felt something was drawing me to see it. Now, that's one thing I've noticed about movies that are uh, full of horror in it is that there's an obsession. It's like an addiction. People have told me, I've, I've, place, different places I've gone to preach, numerous people from different backgrounds have said, I don't know why, I just feel compelled to see this movie. I really don't even want to see it. I just got to see it. I got to buy it. I got to go get it. Uh, I'm thinking of one particular instance where uh, someone had them in their home, uh, and they said, I just can't get rid of them. They had garbage bags full of them, and they brought them to the service, and we smashed them. Now listen, and that's happened several times. Um, they have this, and the question that you ask if you have any deductive reasoning ability is what's drawing them to do this? What's doing this to them? Let me say this. Uh, so, okay. Uh, and the Lord, and the Lord told me when I was praying, don't go see that movie. And you know what? I went away to, I was in Minneapolis at the time, and I went and saw it. And afterwards, I thought it was no big deal. It was a scary movie. And do you know that when I got back to Detroit, I was probably 18 years old at the time. It was about three or four nights later. I woke up in the middle of the night, just woke up. My eyes shot open as though somebody woke me up and there's nobody in the room. And I have never been more afraid in my life. And you can believe what you want, but I teach the realm of spiritual reality. There was a spirit in my room. That was so real 
that it caused all the hair on the back of my neck to stand up. Now, there's been times where I've been concerned. I think I heard something downstairs, but it wasn't that kind of fear. It was literally like someone was standing there in my room tormenting me. I cannot imagine what hell is going to be like. If you are not saved, you need to get born again tonight. Because fear is the mental state of hell. Just as a sound mind is the mental state of heaven, fear is the way that people's mentality will be when they're in hell. And when we open up ourselves to anything that has fear inside of it, we take on the mindset of hell itself. So I was laying there, and I was so scared, and there was nothing in my room, but I, the presence was there. Just like when you hear the worship and the presence of God comes into place, it was the presence of fear. And the Spirit of God told me, repent. And in my, I was so scared I couldn't even talk, I repented. I said, Jesus, I am sorry. I went and saw that movie. I repent. And the minute I repented, that fear broke, just broke instantly. And I got on my knees and I started praying and uh, crying before the Lord, saying I was sorry because I understood the reality of fear in people's lives. You don't have to live with that. If you've allowed fear into your life, you need to repent and renounce it tonight. And so fear keeps us from our life and it keeps you from the love of God. And... Uh, you know, I remember one of my friends told me when she got born again, she said, you know, when I met Jesus, the sun was brighter, the sky was bluer, things tasted better, things sounded better, I was happier, life just became more grand. This is the effect that God's love is supposed to have in your life. When you meet Jesus, life's just supposed to be better, colors should be brighter, you know, things that are soft should be softer. That's just how it is. He makes life come to life. And when you're full of fear, he cuts, the, the enemy, these tormentors, cut that off and reverses this process. And it starts working inside of you death. And it starts to fix your mentality upon dying all the aspects of death. Listen, listen to this tonight. If you are a believer, you're not supposed to be attracted to death or anything that represents death. That's why I don't wear t-shirts with skulls on them. That's why I don't get any or markings on my body that have anything to do with death. Because the Bible said that he had, he, had, uh, he had overcome the power of death. It says that in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. That having overcome the power of death, that we die unto life. That you are supposed to, as a believer, be attracted to light and joy and peace, not fear and torment. You don't want to represent anything that represents death. So here are some things that in your life will give fear a stronghold. I just was talking about satanic movies. See, most horror movies are satanic movies. They may be ghosts and goblins, but a lot of these quote-unquote harmless movies are rooted in the occult. Slasher films, murder movies, perverted sick practices, these all have a root of Satanism in them. You know how many movies you, that are slasher films, you see people chanting to the devil, involved in some type of sacrificial occult practices. People say, oh, it's no big deal. You're letting it into your house. You're letting it into your home. Don't do this. Especially if you have kids. Listen to me. Parents, if you're listening tonight, you want your child to lay down in peace. Do you know that and you can call me crazy if you want, but this is the truth. I'm preaching it tonight. You lay your child down to sleep, and you go into the other room, and you watch a horror flick, and you wonder why your child is having nightmares. Because you let fear into your house. Stop. My father and my mother, when I went to sleep, they used to play uh, worship music in my house. 
I would go to bed and I'd hear worship music in the other room. Be a good parent and pray, practice worship music. Change the airs and the atmosphere of your home. Don't allow that stuff to get in. You start playing that stuff, you're going to have a tense home. You allow music that it glorifies Satan, dark metal, you know, perverted rap, perverted rock and roll music in your home. This is what the air of your home is going to be like. Uh, when you observe these movies, uh, understand this. Let me say this, and I'm going to end here tonight. When you observe these movies, it leaves an imprint in your mind called a memory. The memory is the playing field of Satan. He locks into your memory, and once he has an image in your memory, the devil sends a field of tormentors to play on the field of your memory. And when your memory is full of evil... Your spiritual eye becomes full of darkness, having no light. Spirits of fear can lurk around in darkness because there's no light and start punishing your thinking. Because it has a hold, and the foothold that you gave the devil is that there's a picture in your memory. You go to sleep. I remember one time, my brother watched a scary movie for the first time, and he saw a scene that left a memory in his mind, and for weeks he couldn't go to sleep. For weeks he couldn't sleep. Think about this before you go spend $13 to go see a scary movie or take your kid to see one. Another thing that allows spirits into your home, Ouija boards, Satanism. I remember one time a friend of mine was playing with an Ouija board. Then she started having demonic uh, encounters. She started seeing handprints show up on her mirror. She started being tormented. Things started falling off shelves that shouldn't fall off shelves because she allowed the enemy to come in. So she came to my service and I prayed for her. And it broke the power. I had to repent because you can't play with the Ouija boards and think that the devil is not going to get a place in your life. Another thing that will torment you and allow fear into your life is over-obsession with violence. Because when you focus on violence, it gives you an improper balance concerning the frailty of humanity. Your eyes are exposed to death consistently, death and pain, and it starts to skew your perspective on life and give you the idea that death is just around the corner. And as a believer, you're supposed to be practicing light. So what do you do? You're children of God. You're children of light. You need to have a consistent revelation of Christ's victory over death in your life. You need to allow the light of God to penetrate your heart, reading the word of God. You need to be in church, Holy Ghost-filled churches, spirit-filled services, and allow the resurrection power of, the, of Jesus Christ to work in your life. And keep out, uh, you know, when you're full of the light of God, you're not going to want those, those things to enter into your heart anyway. We got to cut it off here. I have more tonight. I can go on and on about this. Come to my service. October 25th, 2013, 7.30 p.m., Hilton Garden in Novi, Michigan. 7.30 is a free event. Then I have one November 1st, November 8th, November 15th. So don't miss my services. Come to them. Bring a friend. Bring your mom. Bring your dad. Bring your kids. And we'll have a good time. It's free. Also, my book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation. Available now on Amazon.com. Go to our website, www.chrispalmerministries.com, or find me on Facebook, Chris Palmer, and connect with me. I want you at my service. Come to it, shake my hand, and I appreciate you as a listening audience. Let me pray for you, Father. I break the power of fear over every person tonight. I speak peace to all my listeners. I give you praise for it now. Mature them, fill them with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Next week... 
Transforming Truth 1215. God bless you, and we will see you then. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Wald Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Light.